I thank you for joining me today in our study of God's Word. We've been talking over the last few days about certain attributes of God, certain things that are qualities of His, that He is in His very nature, and because of that, then we can experience Him if we get to know the God who has these qualities, His faithfulness, His steadfastness, His presence. And today I want to talk about His authority. And I'm, I'm reading from the 13th chapter of the book of Romans, beginning at verse 1. Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers hold no terror for those who do right, but for those who do wrong. Do you want to be free from the fear of the one in authority? Then do what is right, and you will be commended. For the one in authority is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid. For rulers do not bear the sword for no reason. They are God's servants, agents of wrath, to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. Therefore, it is necessary to submit to the authorities, not only because of possible punishment, but also as a matter of conscience. This is also why you pay taxes, for the authorities are God's servants who give their full time to governing. Give to everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. Authority is something that our world doesn't know much about today. We live in a world of rebellion, constant rebellion. Rebellion is everywhere. And even in our own nation, there's amazing rebellion in all areas of life. Children rebelling against their parents and uh, people rebelling against their bosses, people rebelling against the government. Now, there's a certain point at which we have to stand, and that is when to, to obey is to commit sin. To obey is to do wrong. We can't do that. We can't violate the Lord's word and his commandments and his truth and his presence in our lives by doing that which we're commanded to do if it's, if it's fundamentally wrong. But unless it is, uh, we are in a position to recognize this. You see, one of God's fundamental principles is the principle of authority. He is the ultimate authority, and to, to recognize that is, is easier for most people than to recognize that he also puts other people in authority over us. They may not be perfect people. They may not even be good people. And they may not even be the right kind of person to be in authority. But he is working in that to teach us. Uh, everywhere today in the midst of the rebellion, God is calling us to recognize that the source of all authority is God himself. He's the ultimate, final authority. Jesus Christ is Lord. All authority comes from him. And we need to re recognize Jesus as our Lord, ask him to be in control of our lives, and that makes a difference. You see, the sin of Satan was the rejection of God's authority. Isaiah 14 describes it and says that Satan tried to set his throne up where God's throne was. He tried to overthrow God. He tried to usurp God's authority and become God. And he couldn't do that because God is God and God alone. And that was his rebellion. And the same thing is true of us. If we try to be God in our lives, then we usurp God's authority and take a position which is not ours, and it brings chaos to us and to everyone around us. Jesus, even when he was here on earth, is equal with God. But while he was here on earth, he was 
in total abject submission to God and his Father's will. And in, in Gethsemane, he said, not my will, but yours be done. He recognized his authority, and that authority was God. And we need to recognize that all human authority is also from God. That's what Romans 1, Romans 13, 1 tells us. You see, God delegates authority. And in every area of life, there is someone in authority. And for example, when we <clears throat> come to the church, then we say the pastor is the, is the leader. The pastor is the, in the place of authority. So we subject ourselves to his leadership. We submit ourselves to his direction. And when we come to the home, the father is in authority. And when we come to the place of business, the boss is in authority. Everywhere we go, somebody has the place of authority. And First John defines sin as lawlessness, that is, disobeying God's authority. Now, it's tough sometimes when the person in authority is cruel or hateful or mean or unfair. But if we submit to authority, God will use that and he will, he will bless us and he will do something to make our situation better. But submission to authority then is the first lesson that a Christian should learn. If we're under man's authority as delegated by God, we shouldn't have any trouble being under God's authority. And if we do that, it will make a difference in the way we live our lives and the way we go about every day. I'm convinced if a child will submit to parental authority, even though the parent may be imperfect and the parent may be unfair and the parent, the parent makes, may make serious mistakes, that child will come out to be a person who really makes a difference in this world. And you see, if, if that's the way uh, God wants it to be, we can do it in spite of the fact of the authority over us. And these are lessons in obedience. We need to learn obedience. The Bible says even Jesus, the perfect Son of God, learned obedience by the things which he suffered. Jesus himself, he was perfect as the Son of God, but yet he learned. I don't understand that. That boggles my mind. But if he learned obedience, how much more we can learn as we recognize the authorities around us. Well, you say, well, how do we submit to authority? Well, it's, it's that we just simply obey. And that doesn't mean we can't ask questions. That doesn't mean that we can't make suggestions. That doesn't mean that we can't talk to the person who's in authority about the possibility of another direction or something else. But it simply means that we do it calmly, carefully, prayerfully, and with a recognition that that person has the final decision, whether we think it's the right decision or not. And there are certain signs that a person is obedient to authority. One is that, that he will find authority wherever he goes. In other words, he will, when he's in a new place or in a new area or in a new situation, he'll look for the person who's in authority and seek to recognize that. And also the person who obeys will have a humble, broken spirit. A spirit not broken like broken into pieces, but broken in sincerity and commitment. He doesn't, he's not an argumentative person. He's not a person who quarrels. He's a person who obeys. A person who's, in, who's in, under authority also uh, seeks, <clears throat> does not seek authority, but can be in authority and become an authority themselves. And a person who obeys authority keeps his mouth closed. He doesn't constantly complain and constantly disobey. A person who has not in authority is sometimes brought to justice in our world for breaking the law 
are in a company being fired for being insubordinate, or on and on and on. But you see, authority is a tricky subject, and a lot of people have trouble with authority. I've known some of the greatest people I've known, or could have been the greatest, and could have been the most productive for God, never got anywhere because they would never submit to anybody's authority. They thought they knew better than everyone. They thought they didn't need anybody over them. But you see, if you can't learn to be in a th under authority, you can never be in authority successfully. The person who successfully is over people is the person who has successfully been under people. So God's authority is ultimate. Lord, you're the Lord of my life. I'm trusting you. Let's let him be Lord today and follow him in everything we should. God bless you. Have a great day.